Welcome back to Johnson's and Johnson's Family Laundry Hour. Just kidding. This is Tad Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast. We'll be exploring the captivating and mysterious world of Gravity Falls, Oregon, and we're so glad to have you along for the ride. My name is Joe. I'm joined here by awesome Twitch guy, Oxfail Mage. I don't even do laundry. And by awesome brother guy, Matthew. I wish this was a laundry show because I am only wearing a towel. Today we are on to, yes, he is only, it's a little bit weird. We're live streaming this and he has a towel around his shoulders. Yeah. Um, yep. Which you can catch at twitch.tv slash Oxfilmage. Today we are going over season one, episode seven of Gravity Falls, Double Dipper. Uh, what'd you guys think? Right I love this episode. Okay. A, 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 A. Yeah, this is, this episode is like a good A plus for me. This really? Is, ooh, this is ooh. my fingers in an okay sign. Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, this this is a B. This is a B for me. This is a perfect example of a B episode, in my opinion. Really? Okay. Yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't get me. It's an interesting episode, but there's some things that I just don't like about it. Um mm. so for me, I feel like the mystery isn't really an element. The um humor doesn't always make me laugh. Those are and it's a it's a comedy mystery show. So when those two things don't happen, like it's decent. It made me laugh sometimes, and it was sort of interesting. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my opinion. Do you want to real quick before we jump into our arguments? Do you want to give us a little rundown of what happened in this episode? I Brother will dearest. totally synopsisize this sucker Ooh. to the moon and back. This episode uh, begins with Stan, Seuss, and Wendy setting up for a party at the Mystery Shack. After some comical antics, Stan tells the twins to go make copies of the flyers for the party, which at the bottom say, free, with a question mark on them. (laughs) Yeah, that's Stan. Uh, While Dipper and Mabel attempt to figure out how the copier that Stan recently repaired works, they discover that the copier machine can reanimate copied human bodies and body parts. After making copies of the flyers, Stan tells Wendy and Mabel to work the ticket stand, but Dipper so kindly volunteers to take Mabel's place. Wonder why... When Mabel teases Dipper about liking Wendy, Dipper reveals his complicated step-by-step list to woo Wendy, daydreaming about dancing with her as she is utterly swooned over him. However, reality plays out differently as Dipper tries to make awkward conversations with Wendy at the ticket stand, ending with Dipper quote-unquote covering for Wendy as she went in and enjoyed the party. Unable to ditch the ticket stand due to his promise to Stan, Dipper decides to use the copy machine to create clones of himself, the first of whom he's going to name two, but the clone then says, "Mm, no, and names himself Tyrone. Naturally, the plan becomes more and more complicated, with Dipper making more and more clones to carry out pieces of the plan to do things from stealing Robbie's bike to distracting Seuss to dangling money in front of Stan. And as everything is being prepared, Dipper unexpectedly runs into Wendy waiting for the bathroom and talks like normal people making legitimately good conversation that gives you hope that Dipper might actually have a chance. Once Wendy uses the bathroom, all the Dipper clones assault the real Dipper for not obeying the list and lock him in a closet, but he escapes and eventually leads to a big 
clone fight. Dipper eventually melts them all except for Tyrone. But as they're fighting, they see Wendy with Robbie realize that they have ruined everything tonight, basically, and go up to the roof to have a soda, realizing that the only time the things work between Dipper and Wendy is when Dipper acted normally and went with the flow when he met her unexpectedly. Solid. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrone dies. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rip, Biggest rip Tyrone. Kind of commits suicide. Just going to throw that one out there. Accidentally. I mean, it's, it's like it's like eating poison by accident, like you yeah. did tonight. Yeah, it was at least pretty good poison. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Spoiler alert: Trevor dies at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Bye, guys. I'll miss yeah. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. So, what did you guys like about the episode? We're gonna do a little flip. So last okay. time, okay. Trevor hated the episode, mm-hmm. and I liked the episode. Oh, that's right. And he convinced me why it sucked. So. <laughs> And he presented all of his reasons he thought it sucked, and I tried to defend it. This time, you get to say why the episode's good, and I get to probably fail at at tearing it down. Okay. I like this episode, because this entire, you have the, like, A plot and the B plot. A plot being, like, the whole Dipper Wendy thing. B plot being Mabel and her new friends. Oh my gosh, um, I didn't even go over the B plot in the synopsis. Oh, the B plot oh, good. Oh, it introduces it's, it's four solid. new like characters. Mm-hmm. And then you have the C plot of Zeus just kind of oh, being a DJ. And that's a great plot on its own. Anyways, <laughs> I like this episode mostly for the A plot because we get to see Dipper actually being Dipper. And we get to see Dipper being like legitimately an anxiety-ridden OCD maniac. And I love it. <laughs> it. Like it makes me so happy because he reminds me of like myself. Um, I love his list. I love that he overthinks everything. Um, I don't. I think Joey is correct with the jokes aren't gut busting, mm-hmm. but they're quirky and they're awkward, and that's Dipper, and that's why I like them. Okay. Dipper doesn't try to make Mabel jokes in the A plot. And it bothered. That's why the last episode bothered me so much. Because Dipper's jokes were so Mabel-y in Dipper versus Manliness. Mm. They're so like just out there and weird and random. And I'm like, you're you're like the plucky, quirky kid. Like, why are you making these kind of jokes? Why are you doing this kind of humor? It didn't make sense to me. I feel this episode like really redeemed the character of Dipper for me because it really fulfills like his character. It shows him as this just like crazy quirky awkward kid and i really like that i really like the way dippers were traded this uh episode i i like that they um, like there is no mystery yes because the mystery is the like copier machine which you know happens within, like the fourth 40 seconds of the episode yeah that's true it's just it's right there <laughs> and i think it does a really good job of explaining and exploring the characters fleshing them out a lot bit more. We don't have the overarching mystery in this one. We don't have like a crazy paranormal element. We have a paranormal element, but it's actually kind of normalized compared to the other ones we've seen so far. But I, I think it does a really, really, really good job of fleshing out all the characters. And that's why I like it. Cause it's more about the characters. It, it does what Gobblewonker tried to do. Because remember, like, our biggest gripe with Gobblewonker was it just felt really weird and out of place. I feel like this episode does what that episode tried to do just later on in the series. 
because it tries to establish four new characters. It tries to establish like a deeper uh, relationship with characters. You're starting to actually see interactions between like Wendy and Dipper. And there's references to older episodes. They, they reference in, in community like three times in this episode. I thought that was cool that they're talking about things that have already happened. Even at the end, where does Dipper go when he feels like he's struck out with like Wendy? He goes to her spot. Up to the hiding spot. Yeah. So it also, I really like that Mabel says the exact like problem with his entire episode in the beginning. He he always gets in his own way. And then we see that actually happen because I don't know. I just, I really like this episode. It, It reminds me of me. I see myself in Dipper a lot. I like the side arc. I like that you get the cheesy jokes with Mabel. You get the stupid soaks with Seuss. And then you get the quirky, awkward humor with Dipper. I think that's cool. So those are my reasons for liking it. Wow. Those are all decent reasons, I think. <laughs> I personally don't like the intro. That is where everything starts to fall apart for me. Because number one, it's longer than I think any other intro we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, it feels longer. Secondly, they introduce the supernatural element and the main plot in the intro. Yes, so, that is so very different. It, it The pacing just feels a little bit off for me personally. It feels like we you get all those things out of the way just like instantly. And then the rest of the episode is just Dipper being awkward. And I, I do like the B plot. And I do like the C plot um, decently. I'll, I'll get to those later. But it, it just feels like it's revealing the cards too early. I kind of think that if there was this whole struggle thing and then um during the party stan tells dipper to go like make copies of something real quick and then he discovers the copier machine and has I that think idea I like this episode better and then has the idea and then put things puts things together but like you said even just from mabel's talking and from the fact that he has the list and from the fact that he's found the copier machine you have the entire episode and there's no even minor twist in past episodes they've foreshadowed and so going back and re-watching it you you kind of get to pick up on the foreshadowing and be like oh my goodness they they basically show you the episode but usually it's in like a one-off gag like duck tech uh-huh. or something mm-hmm. like that in this they lay everything down which i don't like yeah the intro in this is the first intro that's not just a really weird cutaway because most intros in all the episodes start in one place and then two minutes later we're somewhere else yeah that's true yes um, the intros are their own usually like their own day even and yep. then it's like the next day is or when like the mystery a few really starts hours later but this one picks up immediately after I, I do agree i don't like the way they like portray it i don't like that I, I don't like, I think, the first maybe four or five minutes episode. And I, I'm also not a fan of how they just immediately discover the uh, copy machine. I think it could have been done better. But I think they did that for the sake of saving eight-ish minutes of, like, having to have him run around the party and do things. Then, oh, look at the – oh, there's my idea. You know what I mean? It, just by mm. putting it right in the beginning. This is the first episode we watch where we're just thrust into the episode. We don't have a setup. We don't have – like with Dipper versus Manliness, it takes a good 10 minutes before you even get to the part of like Dipper versus Manliness before the mandatories even show up. You know, you have this like whiny Dipper for 10 minutes and then eventually it's like, there we go. I got it. We did it. Woo. You know? But this is the first time where 
I think we're far enough along into the series where we feel comfortable with the characters. We don't really need a heavy intro. We can get thrown directly into an episode and be like, oh, okay. Like the the thing we missed was the first five minutes, essentially. If you if you if you put in a five minute cutaway, that'd be a full episode. Yeah, I think personally I am okay with sacrificing that beginning, even as quintessential gravity falls as it seems to be for the sake of the rest of the episode the fact that we have three plots going on the fact that we introduce a half a dozen almost new characters um the fact that there's more time i think personally i see this playing out as more of a drama not not quite soap opera um but you're right, it doesn't have the mystery part to it very much. Um, it's a lot more of this is a drama of your main character struggling with his personal flaws in an attempt to improve his life in one way or another in this way um, of being able to fulfill his daydream of dancing with a completely swooned Wendy etc if we, i hate that daydream can i say that oh i hate the daydream even even and i hate go ahead even even seuss no seuss is the best part of it I, <laughs> seuss is the one or no, part. I, I don't like the whole tall dipper daydream cutaway i think i don't like stupid. the tall dipper daydream i don't like the um uh like robbie i love you or i'm gonna punch dipper i understand that that fits no i Dipper's love character that really well <laughs> I, I thought you would i thought you would i don't like that i guess mm. i don't like that kind of humor i like seuss and stan humor i think those are my favorites mm -hmm. um uh-huh and mabel's pretty decent but I, if this is Dipper humor, I don't think I like it. I like Dipper acting as the straight man to other people's humor. That's just me personally. Okay. Um, I think. I'm trying to identify myself. Um, <laughs> but I really didn't like those scenes, except for Seuss in the background, because I don't think I ever noticed him before. Mm -hmm. oh, it was amazing. It's, it's great. just him like, in the background uh, with the trumpet. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's fantastic. Um, so I, I – okay. Parts I do like of the A plot is the okay. clones. I actually really like one of my favorite parts of this episode is when um he's like thinking of a plan and then just like more hands keep popping up and like <laughs> yeah. scratching his head or things like that. I think that's fantastic. I love all the dippers like getting in each other's way and overthinking things. Um, I don't like I guess I don't like the intro and I don't like the um the uh fantasy with wendy I, yeah. I feel like that kind of breaks it i understood what he wanted because he said it in character like we need to figure out how we can dance with wendy you don't need to show me this fantasy and you don't need to show me like robbie messing it up because you've already shown me that in the show you're That's just true it's, it's happening in reality for me and i it's not funny for me yeah yeah, no, I almost feel like the fantasy is like a 30 second filler. Like they need to just put something in there. So yes. they put it in there. It's just super cringe for me. Um, I don't mind awkward humor. It felt cringy humor, which I guess I don't like. Um, or 
not even yeah it I'm, was just really cringy i'm gonna fall on the side of liking the punch dipper in the gut <laughs> let's get married tomorrow um i i did I'm, like I'm that i'm almost humor. positive i've had that panic attack at some point <laughs> in my life where i was like oh no so and so is walking 30 feet behind so and so which means they're gonna get married and then stab me or like something <laughs> like that maybe i'm just a super chill dude i don't know Man. Um, another thing <laughs> I love with the clones, this is oh my gosh! Talk about dark humor, paper jam. Oh no! Holy <laughs> euthanasia, Batman! Thing. Oh gosh! Oh no! I was waiting. He's my it's so he's, terrible. Everything that involves paper jam dipper is my favorite joke for this episode. <laughs> also, when they it's lock him so in the closet so and he goes, "I can't breathe," and like, "Yes, you can." There's snacks in there. That's so. Yes, it's that so good. good. And we gave you a coloring book. Yeah, it, it's it's great. Um, so I like that. I, I like the interactions. Uh, I like Tyrone. Um, I like at the end how he pours one out for Tyrone. Yes, <laughs> that's his, great. With his soda. I also, that's great. fantastic. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I, I guess a tad foreshadowing without it being like drastic foreshadowing. How much foreshadowing? foreshadowing? Oh, no, I said it. I... <laughs> Where's the exit button? How much? Johnson How and Johnson. Oh, oh. Sponsored <laughs> by Johnson and Johnson laundry detergent. <laughs> please, please. Kids don't eat here. us. Oh. Oh, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> any, anyways. Oh. In the beginning, Dipper is, they're setting up for the party, and he's just pouring himself like glass after glass of orange pit. Mm-hmm. And Stan grabs oh it away gosh. and he's like, no, like, don't oh, do that. True. And that's oh what kills gosh. Tyrone later because Dipper has such a love for it. The things that Dipper mm. loves destroy him. Oh. And this whole episode oh is about his infatuation with Wendy ripping him apart and destroying him mm. physically. Mm. Tyrone mm-hmm. dies because the thing that they love destroyed them. Orange. Mm. Man, that's, mm. that's, that makes sense. That's sad. Can we like specifically call out the absurdly? This might be the darkest humor I have yet seen in these first seven episodes when Paper Jam Dipper gets melted. His the the (laughs) captions for he does his thing, but the captions are it's better for Paper Jam Dipper (laughs) this way. For him to die than continue love, to live. I absolutely love oh my that scene. Gosh. Uh, yeah, I think I like this episode because this episode is more geared towards people like like me. Because me and Dipper, I can relate to Dipper in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I couldn't relate to him the last episode. I, I hate face value humor. When it's like, well, here's a big manly ox. He's a manator. Ha, ha, ha. I thought that was just the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and gosh. this has little quirks, a little awkward. Yeah, it gets cringy mm-hmm. at some points, but so do I. So, you know, I forgive them for it. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So I think we've, I think we covered, do we miss any part of the A plot? No, that's pretty much the whole oh, A plot. Okay. Yeah. So, so for me with the A plot, it feels like um, it was shooting for an A episode personally. I think with just a few tweaks, it could have been. Um, but for me, it doesn't feel like a complete package of a good Gravity Falls episode. That's why I put it at a B. A solid B, but th- that's for me personally. Yeah, there, there's B no plot. twist. Oh. And that that's quintessential yeah. to it to a Gravity Falls. There's no twist there's in no it. Mi- uh, it is what it is. It's very linear. 
Yes. It feels, I don't know. It feels, well, no, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I mean, there is a twist and it's Dipper turning on himself, which is foreshadowed twice. Once by Mabur and once by Tyrone. When Dipper or says, is the twist maybe when he actually talks normally to Wendy in a casual conversation? Oh, I mean, I there know. are there's a whole bunch of like little twists, I guess, because when they turn on him, he says to Tyrone right when he first makes him, we're not going to get jealous yes. and turn on each other <laughs> like in the movies, are we? And they go, no. And they do. And even if you. Yeah, but, but they knew they knew they were going to do that. He said, like, guys, I thought we said we weren't going to do this. We all knew we were lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like there are, but it's it's more subtle than. You know what I mean? The boyfriend's yeah. actually a gnome twist. Or, oh, it, look, behind me is all the mannequins who are the real killers. Yes. Yeah. Again, pacing-wise um, and just structure-wise, I like Headhunters. Headhunters for me is, I think, the perfectly structured episode because they started off with um, – they reveal the main – uh, item of the plot, but they don't reveal the actual plot mm-hmm. in the intro because they find the figures, but then they cut out. And then um, later on, like the twist is they're actually alive after they've been doing this whole mystery. So it it pivots beautifully, um, which I don't see any pivoting here. I don't even see any great dancing either. Hey, just hey. kidding. Mabel's on fire. Hey, man, that one dude was really good. Speaking, oh, you're right. That that um the the guy one who would survive man. on the island, yeah. which dude? Yeah, one punch man. I love that guy. <laughs> That's his name now. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> one it is. punch man. He definitely punches punch more than man. once, but he's no, one just punch one. Man. He never punched That's again good, after that night. <laughs> That's a good transition to the B plot, uh, indeed. Um, so starting off beginning of the B plot, um, I guess we can kind of start with Stan throwing the party, which first of all, this is a successful like ruse by Stan. He successfully he made a ton of money off of this thing. He's yep. like smiling in the corner with his money at the end because his scheme succeeded, which I think was nice. Mm-hmm. And it didn't it didn't feel like forced or anything. It felt like, oh, this dude actually like is a decent swindler sometimes. Yeah. When he feels yeah. like it. Between yeah. the between the five or ten dollar entrance fee and the fifteen dollar exit fee, he made, he made <laughs> a killing. I only <laughs> have thirteen dollars. They start paying me. We're glass. trapped. So oh. good. That's that's a solid one. Um, so I it starts off with that. Um, they pull off a successful like turning the mystery shack into a dance studio. No, it's a, it's a dance club. Party. Club. Um, a club. There you go. They turn the mystery shack into a club or that part of it oh i know what room that is because it shows up in a later episode which we'll see um i think it's maybe five or six episodes down the line okay all of that to say he sets it up as a club he goes on um they actually start the party then uh oh then mabel like finds her friends Um, my people no i found my people (laughs) like uh you have an animal. I love animals. What does she say? It's you have an animal on your back. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Because Grenda uh, has a gecko. And then yes. I think Mabel asks says, Grenda. Why do you have um forks or, on yeah. Why do you have forks taped to your fingers? Did we find out what um I, improvement I, of human, human or body. whatever she says? We were, we were yeah, trying to do this accent like all she And then she grabs all of them and I found my people. <laughs> Amazing. I think that's a great introduction. And it it's a forced friendship that feels completely unforced. Because they True. continue to be friends throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. But like 
they introduce them really well. And we don't get to see a ton of them. Um, we just get to see them as kind of like the the weirdos, I guess, um, or the, the weird kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but they introduce them extremely well, which I, I love. That's, that's the thing that I love in this episode, their introduction. Then you go on to the next one. Do you want to say something before we go, Trevor? I, I just want to make like a cool little comparative like point. Because um, in this episode, Mabel makes friends and Dipper creates friends. <clears throat> and Dipper's oh. created friends are supposed to be perfect. And they end up ruining everything. And Mabel's friends that she made end up being what Dipper's created friends were supposed to be. So wow. essentially, even and though Dipper was surrounded by clones of himself, he couldn't do it on his own, essentially. And the only reason why Mabel had a good time was because she found other people to help her. So it's this cool little like sub value you can find inside of the show where it's like, yeah, you can do it on your own or try to get something done on your own. But it's it's not going to work out for you because sometimes you just need other weird people to be around. So <laughs> I, I really like that. I really like those characters yeah. and I really like the B plot. So at the end of the day, Dipper ended up hanging out and partying with all the weird people. Mabel, her friends, and mm, Seuss. Yeah. Mm. And was Wendy there too? I think Wendy was there too. Yeah, uh, I think she's still around. Did she stay? Yeah. Yeah, she was still there. Okay. Um. Oh, one thing we didn't... Ah, whatever. We'll get... We'll talk about that later. So, finds her friends. And then, I love the introduction of the friends. I do not like the introduction of Pacifica. And this this is coming from someone who has watched the entire series and seen Pacifica mm. um, throughout it. And she has one of almost my favorite arcs. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I think they squander it a little bit in the end, but um, she has one of the most satisfying arcs in the series overall. Um, and then acts out of character in the final episode. But other than that. <laughs> wow. So Spoilers. We don't see any. <sighs> she's pure evil in this episode, which I guess I don't like. Um I know she's supposed to be the villain because you don't really have a villain otherwise, but uh, I'd love to know your thoughts. I just don't like her introduction. I she, feel she like, seems way too stereotyped. I feel like she was never supposed to be anything more than a secondary character, and yeah. they ended up using her because they needed a character to fill a hole later on. Mm. Because in this, she's the preppy girl. She's a generic character with a linear storyline. Who it, It's boring, essentially. Very boring. Uh, I don't like that storyline mm. i think it's just lame and mm. i it reminds me and this is kind of funny it reminds me of old man mcgucket in gobble yes. walker his character yes. completely changes two characters late uh two episodes later and it's because yep. they were like well what can we do to make conflict and they made conflict they made a character to fit the conflict and we still haven't seen the overarching storyline of gravity falls yet so she can't fit into that storyline yet you know mm. what i mean they needed a I character so. they built a character for it yeah, and then later on they change her into a different character to suit her needs. Very, very, very common in animation. Extremely common. Like, you, go watch Futurama. Like mm-hmm. the first season, all the characters change by the second season just because they need them to fill like the spots. You know what I mean? Yep. Hmm. I, su- I, I suppose I, that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. From what I recall, I actually I think left off in the series kind of right when Pacifica is maybe almost reaching the pinnacle of her arc like where oh wow this is a a developed character who's got momentum that's moving the show forward um and 
from what I recall, Pacifica does act differently, but the episodes I remember, she's usually on her own. In this episode, we see her with her crew of friends, um, with all the people her age who are intimidated by her. Um, True. It certainly is a simple character intended to be the villain in the B-plot. I don't really dislike her, though. Okay. But I well, also didn't... I couldn't really pick out a part of uh, a line of hers or an action of hers yeah. that made me notice her more than, oh, villain of the story. And mm-hmm. she's a brat. Yeah. The, yeah, all yeah, I, yeah. the really popular jerk. That's what all she is. All I wanted was just, like, two frames of her second-guessing herself, and I would be completely happy. Like, she gets dissed by Mabel, and she just has literally two or three frames of her being surprised and then having a comeback. And boom, you have multidimensional character. But the way she is right now, she's flat. She's just a, she's just a wall of <laughs> annoying, and that's it. And I... I I like Pacifica's character overall, and she has she has a really interesting role in Gravity Falls. I think you're right. I think that they did just create her for this episode, and then we're like, oh, we can reuse that character for this other thing and make them more interesting. And I think you're right that that is a a failure of a lot of animation. But I don't think we should cut any slack for it. Yeah. I think if it is a problem with animation, we should judge it as harshly as we can because then maybe it'll be improved. Because judge, characters judge, judge, should judge. be constants and not. Variables. I mean, yeah, you even so, you even see it in um, like live action television. Characters change. Mm-hmm. They remove yep. characters. They add characters. Yeah. It's very true. I think a character introduction is extremely important. And where we do see um, the the multifacetedness of Grenda and Candy, because we see them extremely confident, and then the popular girls show up, and they're extremely not at all confident in themselves. Yep. So we get to see their two natures. We only see Pacifica in one mode, and that is mm. being a rich brat who deserves everything. Yep. I also think it's kind of overplayed um, with uh, like just walking up and demanding the crown personally. Like, I'm totally cool with her expecting to win the crown and being like, y'all uh-huh. shouldn't even try um, and like pressuring people into not competing. But that seemed a little over the top to me. It feels like a lot of things in this episode, they they try to do something good and then just went a little bit too far, maybe adjusting from past episodes, but went a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's what I expect to see right there is her just walk up to Seuss and be like, give me the crown. Like, this isn't even a competition. Because if you're talking about an overly confident character, an overly like zealous, I already won kind of person, that's what they're going to do. I agree. But that's not what she did. She walked up and demanded the crown. She didn't say, you might as well give it to me now. She walked up and said, just like, give me the crown. It's a little bit different. Yeah. So again, like if she had gone up and said, like, might as well just give it to me now. I'm going to win. But in a different way, because that's a terrible thing for a character to just, (laughs) it's bad Write it better. Be better writers. Um, It would have been a much more interesting interaction. And I think if she had gotten dissed by Mabel or like watched her dancing and had just a couple frames of her second guessing herself, she would have been a really interesting character introduction at the same level as Candy and Grenda. But unfortunately, it falls flat. So again, something great, something that could have been amazing, um, something that they do well in parts of the episode but fail in another one. So again, could have been an A episode. 
but they fail in just just a couple dun, areas. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that all just attributes to the fact they want Candy and Grenda to be constant characters. Yes, and Priscilla is just supposed to be a throwaway. Priscilla, 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 listen, listen, S- Silica, like your computer, Silicon Valley. Silica that's Valley. where she's from. Yeah, pretty well. She's actually from the. Whatever, I actually got whatever. really distracted when I was uh, about to make that statement because my tea says it's just a tad sweet. <gasps> oh no, oh. honest tea, um, honest tea. We we are uh, we are tad strange. We are a Gravity Falls podcast. We are we Johnson and Johnson podcast. Like, oh yeah, right. hey! Oh, that's true. We do. Our, our listeners cannot drink both of these products. They can only drink oh, one. No. So you know, honest tea. If you want to up Johnson and Johnson, uh, we're we're here. We're here. Go ahead and send us some tea, I guess, and then we'll talk about you. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about you if you send me tea. <laughs> Anyways, um, what were we even talking about? We were talking about the B plot and character introduction. So again, I I don't like that. Um. And then I think that's basically the entire episode, um, B plot wise, except for the dance party. But that's and that's good. Yeah. Opinion. Yes. Can Can we point out that um, I'm definitely super a little offended, and Pacifica is definitely super a little racist because she's like, "Thank you, Jose," to Seuss. <laughs> His name actually is Jose, but what yeah that gets revealed later but yes <laughs> Matt's yes. Oh, mind. Maybe that was matt's mm-hmm. mind is gone oh <laughs> my what it did seem extremely racist though oh I, yeah and pro- it probably was originally tended to maybe they they did that later on um although he is based off of real person so i don't know okay okay maybe but i'm not as offended anymore later and and his name is jose i believe Maybe we should but I mean, that, it but. just shows that she's not in touch with yes. all the little people yes. and, you know, doesn't know their names other than Mabel sounds like an old lady name. So <laughs> which real quick with that, that sounds like a fat old lady's name. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a reference to Lazy Susan, who she loves, who is a fat oh. old lady. <laughs> I, that's Maybe that's what I immediately thought of. And like. Oh, maybe maybe Mabel's just like, oh, like Lazy Susan, she's fun. <laughs> like maybe. Maybe. It's a, it might the be a thing stretch, I wanted but... to point The thing I wanted to point out is the I'll take that as a compliment. I've said that in real life and not known that I think I was quoting Gravity Falls at oh, the time. Oh my goodness. But I have used it and it is fantastic for getting out of awkward social situations. Um mm. like somewhat like Someone will say something where they don't really have a basis and they don't really know you that well. And they'll like insult you. And you can just say, I'll take that as a compliment. And then you just move on in the conversation. <laughs> and it's it's fantastic. It served me well. So thank you, Gravity Falls. Whoever wrote that joke in, um, you saved me in a couple social social uh, interactions there. Nice. Getting into the dance party, um, Mabel is incredible, first of all. True. Second of all, Don't Start Unbelieving is, I think, the <laughs> new hit jam um, for every single uh, promenade. If you're planning a promenade, go ahead and include <laughs> this. It's promenade. Don't Start Unbelieving. Never Don't Not yeah. feel, <laughs> feel Your, your feelings. feelings. Yep. Which I think means Don't Feel Your Feelings. Because it's a triple negative. <laughs> but that's okay. It's it's amazing. It's a good song. Um, and then Truth. I, I like that Pacifica wins. 
That's one thing I really yeah. like about this episode. Pacifica wins, but then they still have fun afterwards. Um, they're like, oh, we we called our parents and <laughs> yes. we're sleeping over. Freaking Grenda. The best. Yeah. Yeah. We called our mom. Oh, no, I cannot do Grenda. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. Whoa. We called our mothers. <laughs> okay, like Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, that was not good. Oh, boy. I'll stick to Stan. Mm. <laughs> say say um, it in Stan's voice. Oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. Ah, oh, you kids. Uh, we called our moms and we're staying over. There you go. You did it. Good job. That was I'm the most quality this podcast has <laughs> ever <was>. seen. <laughs> Basically, I mean, oh, our standards aren't too high. Yeah, it's true. Uh, our what, dirds? Uh, what? Standard. No, no, oh. stand. You know yeah. whose standards are high? Johnson you. and Johnson. And if you <laughs> like true. a clean load of laundry, that's what you should do. And go. a clean flavor in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, are we going to start the new? No. Oh, please. Please, <laughs> teenagers. Ad. Generation Z, please don't start popping Johnson's uh, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> what do they even make? I feel like they just make powder. Johnson and yeah, Johnson powder and laundry Johnson. detergent. Please like don't, don't start probably. eating dryer sheets. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not a good thing to do. Oh, wow. Can we um? Can we talk about Dipper's list for a second? Uh, yes, I almost I forgot. So. In his planning. Okay, I think we both have it up. Let's go back and forth. You start all... Okay, I'll, I'll do step one. Okay, okay. Smile. Step two, wear clean pants. Step three, compliment her looks. Step four, laugh at her jokes. Step five, be nice. Step six, block Robbie. Step seven, wear fitted clothes. <laughs> step eight, wear a tie. Step nine, talk to her like a normal person. Step ten, describe <laughs> how she smells. Step eleven, uh, make her laugh. Step 12, agree with everything she says. Step 13, pretend you're fun. Step 14, pretend you're confident. Step 15, mop up sweat in private. Step 16, lose burrito smell in quotes. Step 17, pretend to read smart books. Step 18, use deodorant everywhere. Step 19, dis uh, display Monstermon knowledge. Step 20, do not display Monstermon knowledge. Oh no. I think I wrote this. <laughs> I think uh, future me came back in time and wrote this list for Gravity Falls. Because I'm pretty sure this is in like some journal somewhere I wrote in college. <laughs> Mostly the pretend you're fun part. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, this is a pretty good list. Describe how she smells is so creepy. <laughs> yes. so talk to her like a normal person and then describe how she smells. <laughs> Lose burrito <laughs> smell. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Ooh. So Monstermon is a reference to Pokemon. Um, it's actually used in, I think, a game called Kindergarten where you have to collect all the Monstermon cards. From what I've seen, it's a, it's a fun and very dark game. So sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monstermon, get at us. This is just, we are, pardon the language, we are whoring ourselves out this podcast to anyone Listen, with if for anybody, money. That is a if anybody oh, anywhere wants to word. sponsor us, yeah. oh I don't care what you sell, who you are. <laughs> We just really want to sponsor. We, you don't have to send us money. Just say, I'll sponsor you and send us <laughs> thoughts and prayers. And we're fine. We'll be good. That's all we want. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, C-plot. I, I like C-plot. 
Oh, Seuss. So just Seuss being a DJ. <laughs> just Seuss being a DJ. I love, what what, yes. what was the uh, joke about the green light when he puts the laser pointer at him? Oh, um, um he uh, says uh, Seuss will only be distra- or Seuss so will it's stop off being camera. After a while, never. Yeah, it's off camera. <laughs> One of the clones is saying to another clone, "Zeus, he'll only, you know, be distracted for so long." And off camera, you hear Seuss say, never. "Never." As he's he's like trying to the, grab it against the wall. That's pretty yeah. good. I do. Solid. I do like the start of that. I don't like that. That's another thing. I don't like <laughs> jokes that like break the episode. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Just for like the point of a guy. Oh, they, they smash immersion. Yeah. yeah. I don't like immersion smashing jokes. So that was another one that that kind of hit it down a little bit. Like, um, oh, what'd you say? Oh, because just for, it didn't just really break immersion for me. Really? Yeah. Like he over if he could overhear them talking and plotting all of this, that means everyone at the party could hear like sixteen different different I, voices. I don't know, man, because sometimes Seuss just stumbles into really weird things and it doesn't dawn on him. Like remember oh. when he's watching uh Dipper spy on Mabel and her gnome boyfriend talking yeah. about how they're zombies, and he's just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm gonna just roll with it. So if he stumbled onto Dipper and like 16 other Dippers just doing stuff, he's just like, okay, cool. But he's at the DJ stand. That's the thing. Well, he's not at that time. He is very distracted by a green laser light. He could have been right next to them for (laughs) all we know. But he's within sight of the DJ stand because other Dipper is running the DJ stand at the time. Well, maybe he thought that the first, the Dipper who was distracting him is the one who said that. But then if he could, again, if he could hear them, oh that gosh. means everyone could hear all their stuff. It, it, for me, it's just immersion breaking. So again, like it was a decent joke, kind of, but it was also just kind of, I don't know. It was a it was a low quality joke that they broke immersion for and it wasn't worth it in my personal opinion. Mm. Um, Other than that, like Seuss being DJ's cool. Um, I like it when he's, uh, he like fails the first time and then gets it the second yeah. time. That's a nice character arc there. Yep. Um, <laughs> Um, I, Best character. I do like specifically, this seems to be a consistent theme throughout episodes. Seuss, um, near the beginning of the episode, usually is like sometimes told to do something or volunteers to do something and also works for free, which is the case in this episode and why Stan hires him to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. And we are given no reason to believe that he will be good at it at all. In this case, mm-hmm. having a book that says how to DJ by to DJ. By DJ. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. And we, we have no reason, but he ends up killing it. Mm. Like it's because he's amazing. Also, because he is he acts well under pressure sometimes and he wants to impress Stan. He works at the shack for free. It's that's true. That gets established. Yep. Yeah. Like that, it wasn't just you'll be a DJ for free. He works at the shack yep. for free. That's amazing. He likes it. <laughs> he likes it. He enjoys it, and he gets near be near Stan, who's basically his, his mentor. That's and true. Who he looks up to. Speaking of Stan, um, if maybe we're heading towards the wrap up, one thing that caught my attention is Stan, quote unquote, fixed the copier but it copies people like he Hmm. he went to fix it and either accidentally or intentionally made it into a people copier 
with green lights that come out of it in a very paranormal way. So mm. like this is maybe one of the first times we see Stan directly involved in something paranormal. I right? Because we accidental. know he went and fixed him. Because there's nothing to tell us that Stan like accidentally scanned his hand or something. You know what I mean? I think he literally yeah. just wrapped it in duct tape and turned it on and went through <laughs> and, and went, it okay, in. and yeah. walked away. I, I think that's what he did. Like, honestly. Oh, my goodness. Um, very Stan. It is, it is unsaid, though, so we can write whatever fan theories we want. Yeah. Aha. Stan is actually Dipper. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, I, I'm not going to go along with that fan theory. I'm sorry. Why not? Johnson and Johnson told me not to. Oh, darn it. <laughs> oh, no. Foiled again by another laundry detergent company. <gasps> another? Oh, you're right. It's like the we third. tried Tide Pods a year ago. Yeah. Didn't didn't go so well. Always oh. foiled. Never soiled because they clean my clothes. Hey, nice. Uh, nice. Aluminum foil Please company. support We're us. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. This is too much. Um. Let me read through my little notepad here. Um, what do we got left? Let me see. We got that sounds like a dumb idea for poop heads. Yes. Um, Fun oh. fact. Mm-hmm. That line was removed and they released the episode yes. in China. Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they, they censored the episode. They removed it from China. Yep. They did. Okay. Well, then. Yeah. Right. That's unique. Another, um, I, I think a mess up is, uh, they call Robbie's bike a dirt bike. It is not a dirt bike. It is a normal bike. <laughs> it's a mountain bike, technically. It's technically, that's true. It's yeah. technically mountain bike, but they call it a mul- dirt bike multiple times. And I feel like that maybe just like the writers or that maybe they just recorded it wrong. I don't know. Um, so that was something I noticed on this, that read through. And I, I think that basically covers everything I've got, um, so again, for me, like I, I enjoy this episode decently. Um, the humor doesn't get me as much as it seems like it gets to you guys. Um, and there are some things where I feel like it could have been better, um, and then it wasn't. And then just the the pacing and the whole setup of the episode, the timing of everything, I don't love. I think I love mm-hmm. a Headhunters episode, and this was not at all a Headhunters episode. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you saying is Trevor has convinced you it's an A plus plus. N- no. Oh. No. Wow. But can I got to work B on my plus? interpretation better. You, you can say B plus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, so wow. far, we have both been successful in destroying each other's episodes that we liked. We did it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that is the purpose of this podcast to, to rip each other down and then do laundry. <laughs> and then do laundry. Yeah, that's the thing. When when your day is soiled by our podcast, you can clean it up with Johnson <laughs> Johnson laundry. Just get the get go go to the store. Get the extra large forty two load, extra strong laundry detergent, and just dump it all over yourself. Concentrate. It, it will it will wash away the dirty, disgusting podcast that we are. Yeah, and uh, use promo code Strange at the checkout line. <laughs> Just, just walk it. up to them and say strange and they, they'll know you're gonna make a lot of customer service people very angry <laughs> <laughs> like uh sir we don't have promo listen i heard it on this podcast i need to see your manager right now to enter this promo code you might get it out. you might get it that'd be so great just I show them our episode free laundry detergent. word of mouth is the way we get around so if you just show wow. a little, little clip from that episode right there we'll be fine <laughs> So, 
I think we are almost wrapping it up. But before we do, we got favorite jokes and we got cryptograms. Which one's nice? Favorite joke. Favorite grams. I'm gonna spin this pen. Animals. Oh, it landed pointing towards me. Um, we're going cryptogram and hidden things. Okay. So cryptogram is. First of all, we've switched from. We switched to the at bash cipher now um, which you can tell because the last couple seconds of the intro are slightly different when you play it backwards and it says uh, switch A and Z which is the at bash cipher when before it said three letters back if you played it backwards all that to say the message for this one is paper jam dipper says oh my gosh (laughs) another thing uh, having to do with clones is that uh Clones number three and four are not destroyed. What? You actually see them again. Survive. You get to see them in the future. Apparently, Trevor read the Wikia. He hasn't watched that episode yet, but (laughs) they show up in this other episode. When I went to go find the list, it was on there Mm -hmm. with it in the trivia section. Ah. So. But yeah, so number three and four are not there. And I, I paused the thing when the sprinklers are coming yeah. down. You have all of them there except for number two, which is Tyrone. And three and four are missing. So it's like uh, five, six, seven, eight and Paper Jam Dipper. Oh. Rest in peace. It's better for Rest Paper Jam Dipper. Oh, Speaking of such, that's my favorite joke. <laughs> okay. I'm not like I, I said all Paper Jam parts are my favorites. But that's like the crux of it for me because oh it, it's like, wait, what? Like, what is going on here? And then he just melts it to the floor. And that's my that's my absolute favorite joke. Even episode. better than trying to feed him a cracker and saying, oh, man. <laughs> it's, oh, really good yes, too. it's really good. Yes. Too. I forgot about that. Oh, boy. Oh, here. Okay, Matt. Ha- have a snack. Have a snack. Oh. Oh. Calm down. Oh. I think my favorite is Dipper and Tyrone. Um, after Tyrone says, and if it goes wrong, you can just melt me. And they both go, ah, and then point to each other's heads and go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I think that, oh, that's, that's my so favorite dumb. one. Nice. For me, it's between... Um, just free with the question mark. That's the, true. That made me laugh. And oh. if anyone wants to leave, I'm charging an exit fee of fifteen dollars. Oh. I've only got thirteen. We're trapped. <laughs> it, it had me dying. I, so I do I also really like when uh, Dipper is like, "I can go inside for a minute." And Grunkle stands like, you promised. And he like kind of walks off stage and then comes back and looks at him and walks off. Uh, and like slowly backs off. I think my second is probably improvement of human body. Oh. And then it's a fork song. <laughs> that is not her No, voice. I can't do a candy have, voice we, whatsoever. We spent like half an hour yesterday trying to figure out the voice and it just didn't happen. But that's okay. I think that wraps up season one, episode seven, Double Dipper. <laughs> so uh, if you're a tad strange like us, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, do all those fun podcasty thingies. You'll get updates when our newest content releases and be able to follow us as we unravel the masterfully woven tapestry of Gravity Falls. And if you have a, just a couple minutes in your day, if you can head over to iTunes or wherever you're at that you can leave a comment or leave a review, um, it means the world to us. And we'd love from here to hear from you guys. You can also email us at oxfailmage at gmail.com. And you can catch us live at twitch.tv slash oxfailmage. 
So from all of us here at Johnson and Johnson, <laughs> oh thanks for watching. I need to wash this towel now. I I literally just had like the thought, Matt's been in a towel this whole time.